Oh, we're under attack. This is not a drill. Places, oh no, people. we get to the battle stations. What do we do? The alarms are going off, Gavin. Gavin, what do we do? Quickly do crab core. Do a crab core dance. How does crab core help in this situation, Gavin? We are under attack. I've got a well, ruptured you, you, disc, you fool. I can't you, crab you said, anything. You said attack attack, which is the name of the world's oh, premier, premier crab core band. This? Are we under attack? <laughs> oh attack, attack This is, is no time happening? for fantastic musical-based jokes, this Gav. Is, this is how we get out of this situation. You go, blah, blah, blah. Disco, disco beat. Blah, blah, blah. Disco, disco I forgot beat. I entirely forgot about this band. Why are they attacking us, Jim? You, you alerted us to the attack. Why are we being attacked? I think they're upset because I insulted their brothers because there are so many different crabs in No Man's Sky. Uh, and they really are a lot, a lot of space crabs. My you say that, I've not was, yet found named, a space crab. My first creature was named a tentacrab. Nice. I've not, I've not found anything vaguely res- respect. I've not found anything that looks even vaguely like a crab oh, in 35 really? hours. Damn, yeah, I found yeah, a I've whole system full of nasty little assholes with claws that wouldn't stop hitting me. <laughs> right? The crab ones are always jackasses. That seems yeah. to be oh, no, you know what? You know what ones are the true jackasses if you find one? The giant, slightly humanoid, like, let's say they're about 12 foot tall praying mantis monsters. Oh, God. They're fucking jackasses. <laughs> 12 foot tall humanoid praying mantis men. That kind like, of sounds them th- a bit nightmare fuel for me now I have to say I, I feel like if you've any of you have played Portal 2 when they talk about the injecting people with praying mantis DNA and they accidentally made the army of mantis men <laughs> I think I found the army of mantis men and they're fucking vindictive or to uh, develop the joke further uh, if you're a Rick and Morty watcher you can find planets of Cronenbergs it's you very can find easy. Cronenberg monsters, um, yes. So yes, uh, just we will talk about No Man's Sky, of course. That's the biggest release this week. It's very, um, you know, controversial. Divisive. Uh, well, it was a controversial <laughs> release months before it fucking released. Uh, but just to reference the attack thing, if you are a regular uh, reader, visitor to the gymquisition.com, then see at the time that this goes out, if the site's back up by then. Um, Yesterday, you may have noticed that the site was down for a long period of time. That's because my review for No Man's Sky went up, and the sensible response, <laughs> the reasoned response, was to just DDoS it. Just just bring the whole site down, because we're all fans of free speech here. Yeah, but you're not allowed to not like a game, Jim. I know, I know. I just want to... We're not allowed to disagree. I want to send I my apologies to the entirety of Reddit uh, for not liking the same corporate products as you. Um... To be fair, I, I I don't read those threads, but I've heard that Reddit Games was fairly reasonable. I don't want to know I, what the No Man's Sky subreddit was saying. No, I, I was reading a thread on the... Um, I didn't see anything about your review in there, Jim, but I read a post by a guy who very reasonably explained why he was cancelling his pre-order. He gave very logical points. He said he'd played it for 15 or so hours. He said, this is why I'm just not very happy with it. And yeah. he had an edit then to his post about all the death threats he's been getting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like, mm. No Man's Sky fans, can you just chill for like a minute? Like, like is, that, that, is that even fucking it... possible for you? The game's out. Go... Go play your fucking Sporecraft game, right? For as many... Apparently, it takes a million hours to enjoy it. So go and spend a million hours of your fucking life shooting rocks. Go do that. Leave the rest of us to our own fucking lives, you sad, miserable little worm things. 
Sorry. I'm just going to put it out there. I enjoyed it more than Jim. Not. <laughs> let's just get that out there before we go too much That's further. Right. You, I you did know, enjoy it more. You know what's ironic about how angry people are over this game is how calming it's supposed to be and how relaxing. Mm-hmm. It, and it reminds yep. me of back when I worked in HMV. Every time you saw a violent-looking little scut come into the shop, they always wanted Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Like having played like 35 hours of it in like two days. I don't know how right now anyone who's like properly dug themselves into this game can muster up the energy to get that mad at Jim's review. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know how you find well, that yeah, energy. Because, like, if, because if you're they're as all into asleep. it as oh, no, <laughs> like, so like, here's the thing: I'm not going to say that No Man's Sky is perfect, but there are oh, very God, few games that I get so. I'm going to say this now. There are yeah. there are very few games that I get so engrossed in that I will play 35 hours in two days. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm supposed to be playing a game for review, it's rare that I will put that much time in over that short a period of time. And that's for both positive and negative reasons. I have no fucking clue how I actually feel about this game. <laughs> but I will say that I am certain I will play enough of this game to more than get my money's worth out of you it. Know? Like, this is, this is going to be worth a full price purchase do you know what sums it up for me mm. about like i was thinking about it just before the podcast it's a 60 dollar game that wasn't given the development budget that a 60 dollar game should have and if it had been given that kind of a budget it would probably they would have been able to have a bigger team and make it feel a bit more alive because mm-hmm. i Possibly, think that that's the biggest problem i have well, with the game people, is it feels dead and and plastic and, totally and lifeless and a lot of people compared it to uh, like your average early access game which yeah. I don't mm. think helps when early access is like 50% survival crafting games. Yeah. Well, uh, and R- Rust, no Man's Sky uh, just looks like another one, you know? Like, Rust pre-release had more interesting interactions than this game had for me, you know? Was, well, I think one of the... Because at least the, in that one, you can run around with your dick out with your friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the big issues, and I talked about this in the review. By the way, feel free to, if, if the site's still not up, feel free to go uh, read a Google Cache version. Uh, I make no money off of website traffic. Website traffic's utterly meaningless. Uh, the <laughs> only thing that matters to me is that what I write gets read. So this DDoS attack has literally... Had, the only effect it's had is the two seconds it took me to click um, a couple of notifications to get people who aren't me to fix it. So feel free to read it there. But as I said in my review, like I totally, um, I feel like this is indicative of several other games have done it as well on a smaller scale. But a lot of games confuse sheer size of a game world with quality of a game's character. Um, so many, like you, you hear about when the, the next Far Cry is coming out, the next big open world AAA blockbuster is coming out. They talk so much about how big it is. It's this many square feet. Or in No Man's Sky, of course, you know, the universe is this huge. I'm like, I don't care. I, I really don't care how big your world is i care about what can i do in it how much character does it have how notable are any landmarks and, and, how how much will how, i identify with this place and how authentic does it feel like uh, mm-hmm. forget realism it doesn't have to feel realistic but it has to feel immersive and authentic it's got to feel me, credibly lively it, to well, me no man's uh, sky somewhat does that with the planets but when it comes to the interactions with npcs and mm. stuff it just is so static and dead it turns and, into a and, visual novel I, you know what? Actually, funny enough, the um, all the the monuments and stuff. I've been hunting those down because that's my favorite part mm. of the game is finding those little bits of story. 
Because I'm like desperately trying to find something interesting. Give me some anger <laughs> yeah, no. in this universe. Give me a hell. reason to yeah. push forward with this. Like, I've gotten far enough into it that like I'm understanding a decent chunk of a lot of the the alien languages, which is making like chatting to various species is gets a lot more uh, rewarding when you understand yeah. the flavor text that they're doing in their language, hey, and you're able to sort of work out what's qu- going to work well with them. Question for you guys. Right. Um, was the first? I wonder. Was is the first race you encounter it's, the same? It, for it's, it can be different for different oh, okay, people. Okay. I've I've seen someone else in my house encounter a different race first. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, I like I like yeah. the geck. Well, uh, the geck like are the quite geck. cool. With their birds. They're basically like the rept, uh, the like the frog birds, mm-hmm. yeah. which is quite cool. Um, and they, they so you like, give them some Colgate Blue Minty gel, and they do a big burp in your face for you. <laughs> I here's the thing though. Like people have been talking about like lack of feeling like planets like a lot of people have talked about planets feeling like they're just color swaps of one another for me i totally disagree with that at least with the planets i've come across like off the top of my head like here's a list of planets i can think of that feel distinct Mm -hmm. um there was a desert planet that had floating rock formations and dinosaur bird enemies where there was like iron everywhere but not really any like vegetation there was this really green and blue planet that was a lot like Earth in its sort of land-to-water ratio. Um, there was this purple and pink one that had really steep mountains that every time I was walking, you sort of had to walk at an angle because everything was on these sheer rock faces. Uh, their rivers meant that because there was a lot of radiation on that planet, I could always just dip in a river if my radiation was getting high. I could travel without having to worry about finding caves to keep myself safe. Um, there was Fuck this cold caves. Grave. Fuck caves. Laura, like my, fir- my first, <laughs> I swear, my first hour of this game, right, I, I, st- I shot a couple of rocks to find some iron, some sentinels attacked me, so I ran into a cave, 45 fucking minutes later I found my way out of the cave, my whole Someone- first hour of the game was running around lost in a cave. Someone Fuck has caves. told me this, you know how you find your way back out of the cave, easiest way is like, Work out, like, okay, be aware of where your ship is, do the scan so you can see where your ship is, and head back towards your ship. Yeah. Like, I've, that's I been my no way to get scanner. out of caves so I had no scanner, though, because this was literally, <laughs> this was the first thing that happened to me when I started the game, was I got chased by sentinels for shooting some iron, and I got lost in a cave. I hate the sentinels. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel like they... Because I don't think the game had that sort of combat initially, from what I heard. It's very And they were clunky. thrown in just to make it feel a bit more gamey. And I'm like, mm. like, have you ever been on a high sentinel planet? Like, I'm someone who... Um, I do think that most of the planets feel similar to me, not because they don't have different features, but because those features all conform to the same rules. Like, to mm. me, the difference between a nuclear planet and a blizzard planet is a different coloured survival meter. Um, but there are, yeah. there are some differences that, that I would uh, consider um, at least dramatic enough to say, OK, I can tell the difference between that and that. And the biggest one is a high... Uh, sentinel planet which basically is just the world of harassment it's like the worst thing they're like robotic cliff racers did you realize you can make them not attack you by just not using your laser while they're scanning at you i know that have you realized yeah Yeah. but like it's it's not a bit of a like you're like running out of life and i'm like oh shit i gotta get some whatever carbon or whatever to fix my goddamn thing that runs out every five (laughs) minutes and there are certain things that draw them no matter what. Like if you see a steel door or whatever that you have to shoot, like the moment you blast, oh God, you get yeah. just surrounded by these little metal wasps. so annoying. Well, then 
not that hard to fight if you go and put some combat upgrades into your gun and yeah, you're not trying to shoot like... them with the gun when it's but still Cl- like Laura, uh, distraction. Cliff, cliff racers weren't hard to fight either. No, they, they were, were just annoying annoying constantly shit. up your ass. Uh, did you only have the one type of sentinel, or did you get you guys get far enough in that there were multiple types of sentinel? I've uh, seen multiple types, one. and the funny thing is, the elites, like the harder sentinels, I enjoy fighting more because at least those fuckers stand still for more than a second. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I, was... I can't continue. I'm I'm stuck because uh, my objective has spawned at the bottom of an ocean on a planet that not only has poison gas but it also has radioactive storms and i just i can't hold my breath long enough to get down there and i also can't last out in the elements long enough to get anywhere near it so i don't know what to do you can um you can find and i mean it it, it requires finding but you yeah, can that's find a, a craft. I'm, like, I'm gonna have to grind for five hours now to yeah get you're to gonna have to find location, an upgrade that lets you breathe underwater basically yeah which takes up an inventory slot the fucking oh, upgrades, the upgrade taking up the infantry system. slot. I mean, okay. What, one, my my biggest complaint is that it takes so long to get to start being able to get upgrades for mm-hmm. your exosuit to have more slots. Mm-hmm. I was maybe like, I know some people have had luck and have had it happen much earlier. I took fifteen hours before I started getting the ability to upgrade my exosuit on Nonsense. a reliable basis. Absolute, absolute. Like yeah. I can now I just, do it. Like every time I enter a new system, I can do it, but it gets expensive, and I'm like, oh. I, I really I resent this. it though when oh, a game yeah. when a game gates off it being fun. You know, it's like fuck yeah. you. Your first few hours are going to be hell. You have to earn your well, enjoyment. That's why I- it's it's why I always fought back against the whole Final Fantasy Thirteen's a good game after thirty hours. I'm like, for fuck's mm-hmm. sake, I pay a mortgage. I have things to do. I do not have thirty hours to invest in a game before it no game is good enough. As far as I'm concerned, I... no game is good enough unless Dave Benson Phillips comes round my house and gives me a blowjob while going, Ah now I'm getting my own back. Right after that 30 hour mark no game is good enough to justify 30 hours of boredom. Can I can I tell you guys the 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 loop that kept me going for long enough that like I got to the point where things were getting faster? You absolutely yeah. can. Okay. So here's the thing for me. I am torn between two different feelings about that game. At times I find it incredibly relaxing. I find it the mm-hmm. same sort of way that I find playing repeated runs of The Binding of Isaac where it's relaxing i know roughly what i'm doing i you know there's always one objective that's slightly further ahead just one more time one more try i'll concur with you on that yeah it feels like a small amount of time Mm -hmm. will allow me to achieve another another piece of progression honestly the game's at its best when you treat it mm -hmm. like a walking simulator if you just go in the spaceship and cruise about i totally agree with you on that yeah Mm. the the problem the the flip side to that is that I feel like I am constantly doing these small objectives that keep me going and being like, oh, yeah, what next objective, next objective. I never feel like I hit an objective that is big enough or impactful enough for me to feel satisfied yeah. by its completion. Yeah. And I think that's why I keep playing it, is I'm stuck in this loop where it's so easy to say one more objective, one more objective, one more little thing, one more little bit. But equally, I, that's the carrot, the stick is... You've not yet reached that objective that, yeah. that feels that feels rewarding enough for you after to stop. How, after and how many hours, Laura? Forty. Yeah, a 30, <laughs> somewhere in the thirty to forty hour range. And yeah. this is where I'm conflicted: is that I find it incredibly relaxing and incredibly stressful 
And I love that I like keep keep being drawn to play it, yeah. but I hate that I feel like I can't stop. And <laughs> this is it's pulled me into this weird cycle where I have put 35 hours into this game probably in in like a couple of days and I don't know whether I'm happy or not about that. And yeah. I don't fucking yeah, know how I feel well, about this I game. I mean it wastes so I much it wastes so much of your time. I mean it's yeah, basically it's fucking Euro Truck Simulator in space, except well, every yeah, fucking but... five meters your headlight breaks and you have to fix it and then you have to refuel. Yeah, well, like I, 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 I compared it because I actually like Euro Truck Simulator. I, I, at times yeah. I felt like it was more like fucking desert bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I compared it to Euro Truck Simulator as well this week in that mm-hmm. like I've not found the inventory management to keep your resources going that difficult. Like I've heard a lot of people complain that it feels like a survival game. They have to keep topping their resources up. I generally find that resources on most planets are copious enough that as long as you're picking up a little bit of the main like things that you know you need, you've always got enough to uh, to top up, and that's not been a problem. Like I've always felt like I could leisurely explore, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that anyone's wrong for feeling otherwise. But it, I think, it I comes struggle down to, to well, understand where that comes from. Different people have different levels of patience for how yeah, often I think they it, have to. A, I mean, yeah. just walking, or you can't just walk around the planets without having to constantly. I, Fix your I life feel, support shit. And it I just... feel like you can. I feel like as long as you are keeping an eye on what materials you have, you mm. can totally do that. Yeah, I'd say from pe- my and point some people of view, love that. Some people love having to do mm, that. Yeah. You know? From my point of view, I you know I cover early access games on Steam as a, a very regular thing mm. I do. So having played dozens and dozens of survivally crafty games, mm. seeing No Man's Sky turn out to be just another one, like... I, it I definitely, disagree. like, my, my tolerance is just, oh, I, well, I I'm disag- done with eating I, rocks. I disagree that it's just another one in that I usually hate those kind of games. Like, I can't stand Don't Starve. I can't stand, like, the um the th- those elements when they were in, uh, what was the game that released the other week with the masks uh, on? Um, we Happy Few. We Happy Few. Can't stand those elements when mm-hmm. they're in We Happy Few. They were really I bad in like We Happy Few, to be fair. I, yeah, what I'll say about No Man's Sky is that I feel that they are just the right level of of drain on your resources and having to monitor them mm-hmm. that feels appropriate for something as big as space interplanetary yeah. expo- well, exploration. I will say it feels contextually appropriate and the right amount of challenge for that situation. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: like, I it's not that I find them more annoying; it's that mm. I find it so normal you know like it's Mm. just i'm in space exploring planets and yet i'm doing the same thing i've done in the woods in seven days to die like i may not be doing Mm. it to such an excessive degree but i'm still hunting resources to fuel myself so that i can Mm. hunt for more resources to fuel myself so that i can hunt for more Uh, shit like it it, i feel that it's very circular and i'm like I don't like this. Even the I, way, I, even I, even the crafting stuff that you you gather ten of this and thirty of that to craft one of these, which is a part of something else, which then the is another stuff, part yeah. of something else you have to make. As, it's just as, it's completely mind numbing. As someone with an obsessive personality, I find that deeply 
relaxing. Mm. I like getting into a known routine of, okay, I want to make like a bunch of warp cells. Okay, I know I go to the planet, collect up this resource, craft it into these, collect this resource, fly up to the Mm. space station, buy this resource, craft it all together, get this resource from the asteroids. There we go. I've got my thing. Rinse, repeat. It's Mass Mass Effect 1 mm. Mako levels the game. I mean, Ah! I definitely, I I don't want to, um, again, like the the same thing you said earlier, I do not say you are wrong saying what you're saying, Laura. Um, Mm. It's a total matter of perspective. I mean, you find it very relaxing to, as you say, craft warp cells. Um, I find it very relaxing to, say, button mash in Dynasty Warriors. And Mm. someone may look at Dynasty Warriors and say, well, how could you be bored by No Man's Sky when you do that? Whereas someone else could say, well, how could you be bored in Dynasty Warriors if you like No Man's Sky? It's all perspective. I find building towns in Fallout 4 relaxing, which some people find, like, absolutely excruciating. Oh, I can't do that at all in (laughs) Fallout 4, no way. Um, So, yeah, like, you know, it, it, it is different... It, it, it all comes down to what you find relaxing or what you find tedious. Yeah. And I, I personally find what No Man's Sky doing is doing to be very tedious and also just stuff that I've seen before. And the fact that I, I can do it on a different coloured planet to another one doesn't make it any more ambitious to me than uh, a We Happy Few or a Rust or a Seven yeah. Days to Die. Um, I do have one thing that I think is like a complaint that is less subjective that really an experience that really annoyed me during mm-hmm. this game well be careful um, we don't want uh we don't want oh, soundcloud to get ddos <laughs> as well for, for all of my love of this game and the fact that i'm really kind of addicted to it yeah. um so there's this one experience that stands out to me and i i went to one of these bases on a planet and i decrypted a signal and i got a um a long uh, I got a distress beacon that had been going off for a long time, so it's like, there's probably no one there, it's probably abandoned, go to this location and have a look. So I went there, and I found a ship, and there was a marker to show me where to go, where this distress beacon had been, and there is a ship. It is in disrepair, I don't have the resources to repair it, but it's better than my ship by quite a long way. So I go, okay, I'm gonna fly off world, I have a lot of money right now, I'm going to buy all of the resources I need. I made like a list on a piece of paper in a notebook, flew up to the space station, bought all the resources, went to go back to that planet so I could fix up the ship and take it on with me. There's no beacon on the planet for where that ship is because I located the beacon because I found the place that it was showing me to. It checked it off, yeah. It checked it off the list. There is no fucking way that I was ever going to find that that thing again because there's no way in this game to add a waypoint marker and say, I would like to add a marker to this point, one of a limited number of markers so that I can come back and find this place if I'm flying above the planet. There's no way to do that and there's no coordinate system which meant I had a ship full of resources to patch this (laughs) ship up and i was like it's somewhere on a whole fucking planet and this planet i love that i can just like go and go and go and there's no invisible walls i don't love that this planet is so huge right now because i will never find this fucking ship and i'm really sad the lack of waypoints is something i cannot understand how that got past i i don't know how that is the case how how did this not come up yeah. Like I want to re- I want to return to a specific point because it's like, oh, I don't have the resources I need. I want to go, get them and come back. Or I when can't when, do when that. the little like, plastic alien tells you to go f- the, you yeah. want they want God. something and then you go and find it and then you try and find them and you're like, where yeah, the, the hell? The only the only way to do it is to leave your ship 
next to the place that you want to find again so that you have a reliable marker on the planet and you can't fly up to the space station to get the resources you need just stay on the planet find them on foot it's going to take you longer but you'll have a marker to walk back to and this feeds into what i was saying about how i think stripping some of the more i mean i said this about soma as well like like it would have benefited if some of the more you know quote unquote video gamey aspects had been taken out Uh, i was saying to a friend last night like the more no man's sky tries to have a point the more pointless it feels Uh, because honestly like the game is at its most natural feeling and at its most satisfying when you're doing nothing and i feel like if there wasn't spaceships to fix with resources you wouldn't feel that sting because it wouldn't matter so much that you're lost on an alien world because you're there to explore and observe and, well, and find things and not mm. not go back and forth looking for resources and stuff. Like well, I that's... think that's an example of a gameplay element really ruining that sense of exploration mm. for you. That is what got me to change up the way I played, and like that happened during yesterday's like ten plus hour play session. And today, I took the time to do things like I went to a planet and I just went and did photography. I used the screenshot taking tool on the PlayStation Four, and I just took a bunch of pictures of this planet that I thought were nice. Pictures. Hey Laura, have um, you found? Fa- is there? Have you found a way to disable the HUD? Um, not to... uh, Another thing that, like, considering... The only thing I can't disable is the the radar at the top. Considering that the visuals are such a huge draw in this game, I'd love if there was an option to take, just get rid of the HUD, because... The the radar... It's a screenshot, screenshot worthy game, which you can't really do nice screenshots of. Yeah. The only bit of of HUD I can't get rid of is the black line of the radar at the top. Hmm. And otherwise you can get rid of everything and that's not hugely obtrusive, but it is a shame that it's there. Um, I, just I would like to see it this, updated to remove that. This is something that probably no one agrees with, but I'd love to see someone take this premise now and give it a fucking a AAA budget with the same, with the same like, the, the worlds are generated as you go, but just put the money into making maybe some quests and some interesting characters and some writing. Well, I think that's you know, the, the the thing about this is it's what I said with uh, We Happy Few as well. I feel like relying purely on procedural generation is a mistake. I feel like procedural generation should be an enhancement to an actual structure that you've put into the game. Mm. Um because it, it does have those problems of, of losing things or having things or, or like dropping you onto a planet where an objective's underwater that you can't get to and you can't get off planet and, and, and like mm. bottlenecking you in these things. It's way worse in We Happy Few because as I said when I talked about that, I ended up with a completely unwinnable, crucial main mission. Mm. But I don't know, like any time I've played a purely procedurally generated game, it doesn't take long for the Lego blocks putting everything together to become woefully apparent. Mm. Um, and, and for just how, like, like the big irony I find in procedural generation is it makes everything more codified, more, everything adheres to more strict rules because you can't have wildly different things because they've all got a slot together in different random ways. So I feel like marrying some procedural generation to structured codified stuff that you can afford to be more creative with because you're controlling it directly is the Mm. way to go. I feel like just having a set it and forget it approach uh, to RNG type stuff, just it's, it's, it's the wrong way to go. Yeah. 
And, That's and, fair. and this is, and, and like, we've been quite harsh and I've been quite harsh, but like, there's a lot I liked in it as well. I mean, it was just so beautiful at points that it was just jaw dropping. Like, I and wanted also, to love it. I really did. Well, like, I struggled to tear myself away from this to come record Podquisition <laughs> this week. And this is always a highlight of my week. And I struggled to tear myself away to do this because I am so invested in that game for better or worse it has me addicted and i want to be playing it all the time like i don't want to not be playing it yeah and if nothing else for all of my conflicted feelings about it i am gonna put so many hours into this like i am easily gonna put 100 plus hours into this and it is so rare that i put 100 plus hours into any game Mm -hmm. i feel like that you know, that should count for something. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I always say, whenever I don't like a game that a bunch of other people like, I'm glad you like it. I, I'm glad people will get their money's worth if they do. Um, you know, even to some of No Man's Sky's weirdest fan base people, I hope you're having fun. And if you are online whining about reviews, why? You just spent 60 bucks on a game, go enjoy it. Uh, I I wish you no ill ill will in that, and and I hope everyone who wants to love it ends up loving it, um, and that that's more or less my my sort of sign off there. It's I found it incredibly mundane, and I wasn't even that hyped for it. Like it's not like I I didn't buy a single word. I was being told about how ambitious and big it is and all this stuff. Um, and even so, I still found it a bit of a letdown, and I did find it to to in my opinion just another crafting game that wasn't helped by the fact that when buildings spawn sometimes they spawn several feet up off the fucking ground or halfway through a mountain so you can't get into them which really reminds me of like unity developed early access games but, again i'm i've been lucky i've not come across anything that felt that cheap yeah. thankfully well again i think that's the the risk of of pure rng based gameplay is yeah. some people are gonna have just by the roll of the dice a terrible fucking time and yeah. that's not great game design honestly and that's, when yeah. you're I, I was gonna say similar to jim there like i had no real expectations of this game i wasn't super excited and i still felt a bit let down by it I, you know, I came in curious. I can't imagine and how cautious. the people who thought it was going to mm. be, you know, the second coming of Christ, I can't imagine how they feel. Mm. I came in very curious and cautious about it, and I have found myself more invested in it than I expected to be. Mm-hmm. I have reached a point where, like, I very rarely will put as many hours as this into a game and not feel ready to write a full review. My thoughts that I wrote up today, like 30 plus, 35 plus hours in, I'm going to do them as a review in progress because I need to put more time into this game and I still have more I want to say about it. And that, you know, says a lot. Again, it's just, I feel really conflicted as to how I feel about it. And I have a lot of thoughts to unpack on that game still, but I'm going to play a lot of it. So Mm. yeah, honestly, that's, yeah, that's Mm. No Man's Sky. Woo. Yeah. that was pretty good. Um, should we talk about some news and stuff for a bit, I suppose? I yeah. suppose, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, now, let's, now let's... that we've got people furiously typing yeah, up on probably, the No Man's Sky subreddit, probably, they said this about this game! It probably made some people very angry there. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. but I think we were fairly fair and that we had that a good balance of opinions me. on the show. Yeah. Um, I've, we'll got, just... I've got no stake in this game. I just wanted to enjoy mm. a new game. Yeah. And honestly, just... it just... 50% of the time I was playing it, I was having a miserable time. So I, One final I, word I, from me, like, like, please, No Man's Sky fans, just 
calm down. Like, like, go look mm. at what you're you're playing again and just think, like, is this worth it? And I'm not even saying that about the quality of the game. That's about any video game, even ones that I personally adore. Is it worth this much angst in your life? Is it worth being angry online that much? And is it worth threatening mm. people with death? And for folks who are wondering whether it's worth touching, I think my last thing is just... It's one of the few games that I'm I'm upset that I have to go away for four days for a work trip tomorrow <laughs> because I have to leave No Man's Sky behind and I that's all I want to be doing right now is I just want to I want to be pumping more time into it and mm-hmm. that's oh that, pump you know pump by the way isn't picked up by No Man's Sky's word filter I I spent extensive <laughs> oh, lots of, of things time are you this. you can call a planet um weed bong four twenty. Nice. And the profanity filter's cool with that. It won't, however, let you write the word noob. It won't do noob. It won't do stupid really? idiot, which is what oh. I wanted to call half the fucking animals I found. Uh, um, it will It will let you call a rock moldy shit rock. Nice. It let, nice. Me, it let me call a spiny bat creature a stegosaur ass. Oh. I, had, uh, I found, uh, because it looked like one, I had uh, a bouncy testy. And a cum drinker and a cum drencher. Uh, I, I've decided they're two different genuses of, of one main species. Um, so cum works. Prick, they won't even allow prick spelt P-R-I-C-K-E, even with little umlauts and things above the letters. So be careful. Um, I, I, I was allowed to name a place um, the Valley of the Butt. Lovely. So the Valley of the Butt is out there somewhere. Uh, there's um, also a Chungasaurus. If you ever see one that just looks like a big yellow Tyrannosaurus Rex, that's your Chungasaurus. Chungasaurus. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so bits of news we have this week. Yes. Gavin, yeah. you know how uh, Windows 10 gaming sucks and is shit and Windows 10 <laughs> gaming is like the main reason you were like, I, I can't go to Windows 10, but I want to play stuff like Quantum Break on PC. But you yeah, weren't but on Windows af- 10. After playing Quantum Break, though, I, I'm kind of okay with not well, playing it on PC. <laughs> well, you get, you, you're there now, but <laughs> if you're out there and you don't want to upgrade to Windows 10 because it breaks work stuff, and you want to play it on PC and you haven't it's done so Steam. yet, it's on Steam now, so yeah. that's okay. Could it, be, could it be nobody bought it on their shitty forced platform? That That might be it. That might just be it. No one upgraded to Windows 10 solely to play Quantum Break, apparently. No. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a thing. Just stop making games Windows 10 store exclusive. It's not a good thing. Um, Elder Scrolls 6. Apparently, it's happening, but it's a long way from re- release or reveal, because of course it is. It's an Elder Scrolls game. Didn't they already say the city 3? Pardon? I think they are. Todd Howard already said this at E3. He he kind of hinted at it, but he he said something this week that basically boiled down to yes, it's in development. Elder Scrolls Six is happening. Of course, it's happening. I like, think that's yeah. Of course, like, it, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, get your like. I mean, I'd say you're looking at at least another five years. Like, mm, well, know. this is the point he was making when he brought it up: is it's a long way from it being revealed or released. Don't expect it anytime soon. Yes, we're working on it. Yeah. You know how long those Boston Fallout 4 rumours were ahead of that game's That's release? That's true. Yeah, exactly. yeah, multiple years. So uh, strap yeah. yourselves so in for a multi-year wait. No, I really hope they give Obsidian another Fallout in the meantime, though. That would be mm. really, really nice if they did that again. My dream game is a Bethesda open world written by Obsidian. Mm. 
Yeah, know? yeah. Have them yeah. do the actual groundwork and Obsidian do the writing. That. Yeah. Yeah, they really uh, should okay. let, yeah. let Obsidian Honestly. write it and then Bethesda build the world while also building lots of the locations around the quests that Obsidian yeah. have written. And, that and would hand, be incredible. Hand building. Please, Bethesda, don't ever do the procedurally generated shit. You will lose so much personality in your game. Mm. Mm, that's fair enough. So, yeah. I don't think they'll ever. I think they're too. They're they're too their formula is too good to change it in that respect. With their oh yeah, they're building. not going to throw that formula away anytime soon, are they? <laughs> so yeah, in in terms of projects that are like not been announced yet but are happening at some point, you know how there there were all those rumors that Red Dead Two was going to get announced at E three and then it didn't get announced at E three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, new Rockstar projects are going to be announced very soon, according to Rockstar. Cool. Which probably means we're going to get a Red Dead Two announcement pretty soon. Cool. And more bully. Every time I hear new rock star, I'm going to say it. Please, more bully. I would love to see it. I don't think we'll ever see it. Yeah. Mm. I think the the further time goes on, I think the the less likely we are to see bully released in today's world. I would even love to see another rock star game that's in that smaller world that they can put that level of detail into. Because GTA, I, GTA and Red Dead lack that on the on the micro like on the micro mm. scale, the level of detail that Bully had. I can see them on a small scale doing a very detailed world, like very detailed small world. Mm. I don't think it will be Bully in today's world. I yeah. suspect that they won't do that. Yeah, um, come to think of it, they probably. Well, then again, they've never shied away from controversy, so possibly. But it's. Mm. There I don't even think it was controversy. I think it's just it didn't perform as well as their other games, well, so they were just like, fuck it. There's that yeah. too. Um, and it's all very small bits of news this week. The other bit of news we got this week is that, you know how the PlayStation 4 Neo, basically their like, souped-up PS4, didn't get announced at, uh, at E3, and everyone's been wondering when it's going to get announced? They're doing an event on September 7th, which is apparently going to be the PS4 Neo event. So, yeah, that's that's like less than a month away now before, you know, even more consoles. Yeah, it's so fucking um, like the end of the year always feels like the end of the year, even when we're heading into the end of the year. Like Mm. September, October, November always feel like a long way off. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's a matter of fucking weeks now. Do you know what's funny with the, the what I was thinking about this um, updating consoles gen- during the same generation thing? This, if it if it really gets out of hand, has the potential to make being a high end PC gamer cheaper than being uh, playing on consoles. Yeah, 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 yeah I don't could, disagree. It could potentially. Um, I mean, the PC I've got, I've had for years now, and it's yeah. still as powerful, if not more so, than yeah. the the current consoles. I yeah, have. exactly. I've had this one for like four years now, and it's still way more powerful than both of my consoles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll get No Man's Sky running on this. I should actually. I'm gonna try the PC version to see how the pop up is on that because the PS4 version, the pop in grain is so bad. I I left. I I stopped playing after five hours because I didn't. I had the frame rates and and like you said, the pop up and I just. I oh think really? I want to just try the PC version instead um, and see if I like it more. Oh right. Sorry, I the, thought you meant you were talking no. about the PC version for a moment. No, 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 no. The yet, PS4, so. like the, the PS4 one, just um. As you said, the pop-up, and for me, I had really, like, I had some wicked bad frame rate dips, like, down into the tens, like. 
Really, Jesus. really bad. I didn't yeah. get any of that. That sounds um, I saw a Kotaku post about that today. I've not seen any of them, but apparently, like, there is a way to fix them or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, one thing I didn't mention about No Man's Sky, still on that. Um, <laughs> in, in the last couple of days I've been playing it, four times the game has crashed. And I, the, I've had to restart the PS4 to get back to playing the game. What's important about that is there's no manual saving, which means if you haven't done something that made it autosave in a while, you lose that progress. So there was one point where I lost about 45 minutes of wandering around resource gathering. Wow. So that was pretty... I was a bit pissed off about that. Yeah, that that, that would definitely yeah, make me... <laughs> yeah, I should, I should have mentioned that one, but... um. Yeah, what I think is interesting about that PS4 Neo thing being in September is we still yeah. don't even know a date when the the NX is going to be revealed. We still don't formally know when the NX is going to be revealed. Yet yeah. consoles whose existence we like consoles that are more powerful have like event release dates and things and we like that fucking console's meant to come out in 6 months or something and we still yeah, don't Nintendo... know when it's being announced. Nintendo are doing themselves no favours by treading water the way they've been doing for the past few months. I mean, I mean, in fairness to them, they've they've they scored a pretty big coup with uh, Pokemon Go. But even then, I'm hearing less and less about Pokemon Go. It's like, and, and Nintendo itself. I mean, yeah. they had that. There was that funny story about them. Uh, um, having their stock go up and then suddenly down when people realised it was Niantic that made it, but. Right now, like if they if they hope to stay in the console business, I mean their mobile thing is is clearly uh, on a really good course. But if they want to stay in the mobile business, they're doing themselves no fucking favors right now by mm. just like saying nothing. Like just say stuff yeah. so that people have something to be excited about for a while. But uh, it's I don't even know. Um, they added they went back into uh, Pokemon Go this week and they added back in the tracking feature. Except they did it in a worse way, where now it no longer... It tells you what things are near you, but not how close they are to you. So they added it back in in a way that was less featured than what it used to be. Yeah. And there's a bunch of websites like... I'm not going to name names, but there are websites trying to spin it as a positive, this change to the system. I'm like, no, it gives you less information about where the Pokemon are. It's not a good thing. But, whatever. I am still playing that game every time I leave the house, so I can't complain about Pokemon Go too much. Um, I did not touch it after I did my... Actually, I touched it once after I did my review, but after that, I've had no desire to go back into it. I will be playing it this weekend. I'm going to be away at an event, and I am well aware that the event is at a place... The the hotel it's at is a Pokestop, so I will be dropping lures all weekend. It will be great. Um... So yeah, I'm still invested in that. Because... Uh, one thing, um, while I remember, because Pokemon Go reminded me because I was going to bring up my um, that old chestnut about my uh, back situation again. Um, and sorry to that one fan who wrote in to tell Laura and I that we're making the podcast really bad for them to listen to because we're talking about um, how much physical pain we're in. Oh. It's something about <laughs> lifestyle dominating physical pain that makes you talk about it a lot. Uh, very sorry about that. We'll make sure to fix it in future, son, all right? Be- um, being, a, <laughs> being, just... being a little less sarcastic, I quite like this show because generally when we talk openly about ourselves and our stuff that uh, alongside the video game stuff that tends to be well received and i quite like that 
I do apologise if there are people who don't enjoy that stuff, but I like that it's a thing that seems to be gen- generally well received yeah. on the show. I can, so, I, can, yeah. I can somewhat understand when people don't like it. For, for me personally, I find it very boring on anything when people talk about themselves a lot. Like that's just, but you know, ironically, I don't like someone talking about themselves. Ironically, the wrong well, guy. If you're yeah, a it's, it's, fan, it's, well, that's the thing is when when you're like ninety odd episodes into a show with three like consistent cast members, there's I feel gonna like there's be a an certain amount where, of like, yeah, you'll yeah. occasionally talk about your personal lives, and yeah, you know, it's yeah. an insight into the people behind the silly fart jokes yeah. about games. I called a planet fart, by the way. Continue. Like we, nice. We've often said it ourselves. Like we're surprised sometimes how much people want to listen to us talking shit and for me as well that's very it's always a surprise when someone actually wants to hear about you as a person it's just a strange concept to me I find Mm. listening to people talk about themselves very boring unless it's someone that I know so the one thing I I I didn't actually just want to pick on that one guy (laughs) um the the personal matter has a professional impact as well because I just wanted to make the announcement here, like I made on the Jimquisition this week, that the uh, the Jimquisition live show in London um, will not be happening in September now because mm. I got my MRI results. It's a large rupture in my back. Um, I'm scheduled. Well, I'm not even scheduled yet. That's how long this is taking. Uh, mm. I am scheduled to be scheduled, uh, engaged to be engaged to get an epidural, which has not a guaranteed success rate. You know, it's, mm. it, fingers crossed it'll go well, but it may take a second epidural. It may take something more drastic like surgery or something. It's not fair to keep like keep uh, the the event scheduled in or pencil even penciled in because people were already mentally drawing up plans to be in London for that like for that first week in September so right now I've got to say like not happening right now it's less than likely I'm going to be in England at all in September um it's not a cancellation it's a postponement as soon as I am 100% again uh I am going to replan the trip and the benefit will be that I will go and the number one reason I'll go is to make sure that Jimquisition Live happens. So probably looking at sometime in the next year rather than this year now. See, the problem here, Jim, is that I'm just starting to get well again. And I was looking forward to you coming to the UK because if you'd been in good health, I would have been in good health and I'd have been in better health than I'd expected. Who knows what we could have done if we'd both been in the UK in good health. Well, I'll tell you this much, right? There's some shit I've been trying and my back don't like it, so I'm definitely so should, waiting should, until I recover. Should I, should I give you t- guys some space? Do you, do you want like, um, do you want some time alone there? Uh, will I just... <laughs> i leave you alone in this, this virtual room here for a Actually, while. Actually, <laughs> Gavin, I, 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 I'm not saying anything's happening because it's a will-they-won't-they situation, but if it ever happens, I need you there providing live music. <laughs> <laughs> All, all I want is the only way it works for me. I, I think this can work. Um, <laughs> all I want to say to Jim is um, during recovery, three times a day, I've had to uh, have some time by myself in my bedroom. It would be nice to have some company. That's all I'm saying. Be nice to have some company. Look at that. Look at oh, that. Oh, what was that? Was that some will they, won't they tension? 
That, that's will they won't the attention on the podquisition. There's some excitement. For that people. is a thing that this, doesn't happen this often is some enough. Proper, this is some proper Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd and Moonlight and shit right. going on here. I, I, am, I must right. say, I am really amazed that like we haven't at any point caused fan art or fan fiction to happen by by creating this tension. Like, yeah, it's feel, never feel happened free to, uh, now. Feel well, free mm. to leave me out when, when you inevitably do that, please. That's all right. G- Gavin can stay away, like, writing music in a separate building in the story. Like, have a line in the story. It's like, Gavin was on the other side of the world writing a, sto- writing a song. I would... I would love a fan fiction that that does like intermittently cut back to Gavin, unrelated, just <laughs> recording his latest album. Yeah, and yeah. How that's going. Uh, so uh, one other thing, or just um, click, you know, just clicking around Twitter or something, you know, just exactly while I'm, not while engaging I'm in, the, in in um, deviant sorry. sex acts. <laughs> while I'm talking about the back situation, um, I just uh, wanted to thank some people who, first of all, like the amount of emails i've gotten lately from people have it's just been incredible a lot of support based uh, on you know the back situation and also uh some issues i've been dealing with with um you know the ask fm situation and uh, some youtube comment bullshit that was going on uh, tons of that it's been wonderful i've been trying to reply to as many as i can but it gets away from me so please don't think i'm being rude or that i haven't appreciated it um also got um people have been sending Ending really nice, lovely things. Um, not all the names I can remember, and again, I'm really fucking sorry, but uh, I do know that I got these one like beautiful uh, Silent Hill action figures from Yazan or Yazan, Yazan. I'm if I, if I just say it, Yazan. If I just say it in different ways, one of them will be right. Uh, but thank you for that, and also thank you to Sirius and James. Uh, for sending me different books and things that have been good to read when I can't get about as much as I'd like to. And also, John, for this message that just says, I was going to name the dirty things I want to do to your every crevice, but since I'm not a fucking degenerate like you and it's 1am on the East Coast, I couldn't come up with anything. So instead, I'm just going to say that I love you. Thank you, John. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, This this particular degenerate uh, really appreciates it. So, yes, uh, it's thank you. And uh, thank you. I'll say it now, I normally say it at the end, but just thanks to everyone who supports me on Patreon, because it makes things like the recent DDoS attack, like, really meaningless. Like, it's it, it doesn't affect me at all, because my bottom line ain't tied to the website staying up, so mm. that's why people can just go ahead and read the cached version of the review and everything. So, yeah, like I said, it's been a really stressful few months, and the past few weeks especially have been god-fucking bad, but... That's been keeping my spirits well up. So, thanks. Woo! And hopefully that wasn't too moany, gripey for people. I'm, I was trying to make that positive because I am in a very positive mood today. It's, it's good. Um, it came across pretty really. positive and we can jump into questions and no one yes. ha- gets to complain because we moved on nice and fast. So, yes. questions this week. I'm going to start with the question from Josh Shepard, which I'm not sure if we've answered before on the show, but people have asked us it, so we'll ask, we'll answer it. What careers or jobs interested you before you decided on your current professions? Ah, interesting. So I I can answer this. I was interested in being an astronaut or a pilot. And then I realised both of those require you to be very physically fit, within certain size requirements, and very, 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 very good at maths and science. And I ultimately did not meet any of those criteria. (laughs) 
Well, shit. Well, then you've got No Man's Sky, so uh, I got you get no to Man's be Sky a pilot and an astronaut. Yeah, and I get to fly around space and probably find more things of interest than I would if I went to real space, so... I hear real space is the pits. Real space is really empty and big, and you have to spend days getting places, at least in No Man's Sky. And they don't let you name a planet Fart. Well, I can name it Fart, but other people won't respect my naming decisions. (laughs) Um, So what about you two? Careers and jobs you were interested in? Um, Well, I mean, I I, I was a failed comedian, as I said before. I worked, uh, did a couple of live sketch shows, did some stand-up. It wasn't that I wasn't even that bad at it like I wasn't terrible at it I, I wasn't great um, but I was okay I managed to keep I, I, I could hold an audience's attention without them yelling angrily at me even if like you know maybe 40% of them actively laughed um, and it, it was more that I, I didn't have that passion to do it every night like you know real comedians get up every fucking night and do it um and that wasn't for me. It wasn't until I, I started writing and then eventually moving on to video production that I found stuff that I could do every day to the point where it was more than work, that it, it also gave me energy to keep doing it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was the main thing I was eyeing was was, was comedy, um, which I guess, you know, it, it's part of what the Jimquisition is. Like, it, it makes people laugh now, so I, I kind of lived the dream a bit. Kind of, in a remote way. I applaud you for that. I've yet to find a way to make being a pilot or an astronaut part of my day job, day to day. What about you, Gavin? Jobs you considered? Uh, on, like, really, I've never wanted to do anything but be a rock star. <laughs> like, Aww. okay, when I when I was, like, six years old, I, I, I thought I was going to grow up and draw Transformers comics, but from the first time I heard, like, Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden and jumping around my living room playing the Mono Tennis Racket, it was the one thing I ever wanted Aww. to do, and I've applied myself fully to it ever since. I'm imagining nearly, you like nearly, that, like nearly built a career in HMV, which thank God didn't pan out. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you should do is do a Gerard Way esque thing, where you you go touring as a rock and roll star, as you do, and while yeah. you're on the tour bus, you write your comic book. See, that's how you do yeah. it. Because like that's what he did. Like he wrote his comic books while touring. They call that method of production the. Gerard Way. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's the Gerard Way of doing things. Did I ever tell you I uh. used to be a comedian? Uh. I, we know, Jim. You don't need yeah. to tell us. We just know. Uncondi- but yeah, like, no, I, I, uh, I also really like writing prose. I was like an A-plus student in that, but I just never really had the time to really go into it, you know? Yeah, fair but, enough. I I I I have I think I've said this before though the most satisfying thing about this job now in in the whole careers history thing is making more money than my old HMV boss who told me that uh, music is a hobby mate it'll never be a career you have to get your <laughs> nice. price you have to get your priorities straight that that is one of those things that makes me very happy is thinking about the various people who've told me that writing about video games it's a hobby it's not a career and I'm like fuck you guys. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a real job, is it, Mum? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I yeah. earn more money than you now. If, if you're so. listening, Mum, I love you very much, but I did kind of prove you wrong. <laughs> if you're listening, Mum, I mean, you're not. But but everything Laura just said there, minus the bit about loving you. <laughs> um, 
Uh, just unrelated side note, I do like the idea of doing stand-up comedy stuff. Like, obviously not doing it full-time or every night or anything, but I have tried writing the beginnings of a stand-up comedy set that maybe a year from now I'd like to run it. There's an LGBT convention that does a cabaret night where I'd like to try and do a short stand-up set. So I have the beginnings of a stand-up set. I have incredible respect. I have incredible respect for stand-up comedians because... I mean, I've tried writing jokes before. It's fucking hard. It's really difficult. Mm -hmm. And not only do you have to do that, but you have to be able to deliver them in a way that makes people laugh and Mm. be able to deal with the fallout when they don't as well. And it's like, what a a terrifying uh, profession. (laughs) And one thing I learned when I did do it is like the moment you get on stage, you're in a combat zone. Like Mm -hmm. you're up against people who would have just as much fun if they weren't laughing and could therefore heckle you. So you've really got to fight them for their uh, attention and for their positive attention. This is why a comedy club or a like dedicated stand-up event will never be my speed, I suspect, for stand-up. But the idea of a cabaret evening where multiple different acts are happening and I already know the audience is going to be fairly positive towards some of the themes I'm going to be tackling... It seems like a nice, like, if I'm gonna try yeah. it, that's a place to try. But yeah, ah. just just don't open for a punk rock group like I did. <laughs> oh, I think I've talked about, <laughs> I talked about Scrotum Clamp on nah, here before. I, but to, to their credit, Scrotum Clamp thought, thought I was fucking hilarious. It's, it's everyone else who were there to see punk rockers who you know, you should have just like, particularly brilliant. You should have just, like, yelled the lyrics. Uh, yelled, it, uh, yelled your jokes as lyrics. Because I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure punk uh, rock fans they're not too fussy about the quality of singing. That's fair <laughs> That's enough. <true>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have like a vague thought about doing an, a, a comedy set where the opening thing I have is basically a joke that I'm, I lead some people to suspect I'm talking about me being trans, but then it turns out I'm talking about a different thing about my appearance that makes people be have opinions about how uh. I should be. And there has like, to be a blue hair joke in there. A blue hair joke basic, that, that, that has Tumblr in there somewhere. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't mind saying, fuck it. No one here is going to be at my stand-up show, I'm sure. But my, my opening joke basically revolves around, hey, here's a, like, a bunch of things I got told. You know, no one will ever hire you because, you know, are you sure this is a good choice for you? It's all these bad things. Basically, the punchline is, haha, I was talking about my blue hair, not about me being trans. Here's a punchline about dicks. So... You know, uh, I. <laughs> that's how it should. That's how the entire. Joke is that how I go. should deliver the joke? If should it's I... like, ha ha, I'm not talking about trans. I'm talking about my blue hair. Anyway, here's a punchline about dicks. Uh, yeah. That's a good opener. That's a, that's what they. That's part of your type. That five, is that. not far off of the the, the way that's, that punchline goes. So. That's that's uh, sweet D levels of genius there, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a couple of. Uh, I know a couple of guys out here locally who do local open mic and stand up stuff. There are a couple of open night mic nights out here and I'm just it's all a case of me just getting that I don't know if I've got the bottle for it like I used to be a bit more fearless um I don't know man I've I've seen you in front of audiences (laughs) 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 it's it's some fearful and I know this from performing that sometimes you can look like you're not but you are but you definitely don't have the appearance of being afraid I have the confidence to do public speaking. I have no idea how well that would translate to attempting to do something yeah. like comedy, but 
We'll see in August of 2017. We'll see how my comedy set, if it's ready by then, goes. Um, <laughs> so, crossed. other questions. Uh, Devin Smith wants to ask, what's the best video game soundtrack? Ooh. We've answered this one before, have we? I think we have Probably have. About... Probably. My answer's probably but different I... every time I'm asked. Yeah, we all have our yeah. bunch of favourites, don't we? Yeah. Like I love Silent Hill 2 soundtrack. I think it's incredibly moody and like the, the, the stuff that's just noises is really evocative for the gameplay. Like that. And the uh, the stuff that's actual music on that soundtrack is gorgeous. Like Promise is just a, a fucking beautiful bit of guitar work. Yeah, it's um, lovely. Absolutely gorgeous. There's did you like play? Did you ever play the special edition where there's a little video in there about the the guy who did the soundtrack? Um, I don't know if I ever saw the video bit. It's worth watching. But I, I, the 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 musician um, whose name I will not try and pronounce because I'll, I'll probably just come off as unintentionally offensive. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Yamaoka, I think, is the. Again, sorry if I mangled the fucking pronunciation, but just incredibly talented, like. Talented as hell. Um, I don't mind that Konami got Daniel Lick to replace him because Daniel Lick's uh, Daniel Lick's pretty good, and his his intro music he put on Silent Hill Downpour is was so good that it's often been my ringtone. What um, other What other games would uh, would we know him from? Honestly, are, are I think there? Silent Hill was his main. Like he uh, he he was to Silent Hill what Uematsu was to Final Fantasy. You know. Okay. Um, I think he's done like like music, um, not for games, you know, like like actual original tracks and things. Um, but his, I don't know, just the Silent Hill Two soundtrack is is masterful as, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It's it's got just that right like balancing really beautiful melodic stuff with this air of menace, like even in the really pretty tunes, just this air of sadness and 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 intimidation. It's just. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. I like the Mass Effect soundtrack and the Xenoblade Chronicles X soundtrack because both of them are good soundtracks about doing a big old journey that takes you a long time, and I like those God, kind I... of big, grand, exciting adventure soundtracks. I adore yeah. Xenoblade, um, Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles X. That was. I'm, I'm getting my. Uh, yeah, that was the latest. Yeah, one. yeah, the, the, the one with the me- one. the one yeah, with yeah. the mechs in it that had that song that I'm trying to remember how yeah. it goes in the town where it starts with the bit of like the the. Is it the one that goes boof, one two three, three four, four boom boom woo? Like it's just so. Yeah. I, I love that soundtrack. It's so fucking camp. Uh, like, I'm a big sucker for video game soundtracks that have lyrics, like even in background music, because mm. it always comes off as so fucking cheesy, but in a really fun way. You must have and... loved uh, Revengeance. So. Oh, Revengeance is. Good. It has the right level of cheesy, shitty soundtrack. It's so good. But that's the thing. That and uh, Blue Dragon, the uh, boss music in Blue Dragon that just had like nonsensical fucking lyrics. I love that shit. There's nothing better than a game soundtrack that combines like over the top aspirational you're going on a huge journey with super campy lyrics that don't take themselves seriously. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and and it was it was like really it became very memeified for a while, but it, most people have forgotten it. But the donut song from Splosion Man was so. Mm. <laughs> I, I still think that's funny. I don't. Did care you guys ever play? Um, at the time. Did you guys ever play the uh, top down? Um, it was the second version of the Bard's Tale that came out. Oh, the um, um, with the with the, one the that a- had Tony J as the narrator and everything. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, and it had the guy who plays the British Saints Row main character as Carrie the Ellis. main. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that had some uh, really fun. Uh, Again, this isn't my favourite or anything, but it just made me think that had some really fun original songs in it. Yeah. Well, it was a really fun game all over. Like, it wasn't yeah. the best made game, but it Healing. had a little sense of not taking itself seriously mm. that that worked. You know, mm. it didn't... Tr- I don't think it, it tried too hard, because some of those games really can just try far too hard. But that mm. one just... I, I felt properly... It had a and, subtle um, um, parody of... It was a subtle parody of RPGs rather than a really stu- kind of mm. obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of those ones. It did have a you know rats in the basement joke, but a lot mm. of games will do the rats in the basement joke and then just make you fight rats in the basement. Yeah. Whereas that one had a rats in the basement joke. You went in, you fought a couple of rats in the basement, then this Fire giant, breathing. massive, fucking yeah. <laughs> monster rat was Kicks your ass. like they actually developed the joke yeah. rather than said, mm. "Hey, we're going to make you do this boring mm. thing," and that's the joke. You're doing the um, boring thing. I like how, uh, and the end of the quest was you weaseling your way out and making excuses to why it beat you <laughs> yeah uh deus ex human revolution that's a pretty cool and one it's got some nice sci-fi se- sounds i'll second you on mass effect mm. and i think god of war and destiny both had wonderful soundtracks and uh my favorite though is usually anything by jesper kid like um assassin's creed 2 borderlands 2 even like Darksiders 2, which for me wasn't a very fun game, but his music in it was was absolutely gorgeous. So pr- pretty much anything he does is great. And more recently, obviously, Doom had an awesome soundtrack. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll back you up on Destinies in that I don't really play Destiny, but I will still yeah. fairly regularly listen to the soundtrack when I'm working because it oh, does have gorgeous. a very good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so it's, It really gives you a sense of wonder. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good at doing grand audio scope. Um, mm. So last one we'll do is from Ashley Chin. Do you have any tips for getting over a self-defeating attitude of not good enough before you submit your work or pitch work or before you like say, like, this thing is good enough, I'm going to let it go out of my hands? Do you have any tips for getting over the not, the not good enough worry? I wish um, I, I wish I did because it's something I struggle with a lot. Keep I, working. It's really, yeah, keep working and Eventually keep practicing. Eventually you will get so fucking bored of that <laughs> snipey, criticky little dickhead in your fucking head that you will end up just saying, you know what? Fuck off. Like, uh, this is this is good enough. I, I I get the same, but not about the voice in my head. I get it about the piece of work itself. If I am worried about sending off a piece of work to an editor, I will just stare at that piece of work until I hate it so much and I'm so fed up of looking at it that I say, fuck off, I don't want to look at you anymore, piece of work. I guess I'll send you to the editor, even if you, like, even if I don't know if you're good enough or not. Fuck it, out you go. So I just look at the piece of work over and over and over until I just don't want to see it anymore and then I send it off. Jim, question. Do you uh, hire an editor or do you edit your own work? Does it look like a hire an editor? <laughs> uh, no, I was just wondering because I mean, I, I, um, I, I, I often find that it's a huge challenge to be the person solely in charge of your own work because sometimes an, a mistake will slip through that you don't catch. And it's maddening when, and I know this has happened to you as well because I've seen you posting about it. And it happens to me almost every time I put out a new song. I'll listen to it the day after it's been released and notice something that's wrong mm, or a mistake. Yeah, or, I... Um, 
I don't have an editor, which isn't so bad for the written stuff because normally a commenter will point it out and I'll uh, be able to quickly fix it and everything. But yeah, lately the videos have been uh, with the... I've only come out of a haze of Percocet. Um, so I, I'm starting to think normally again. And yeah, there's a, a lot of silly, nothing major. Like most people just laugh at it and move on. Like me accidentally referring to Blizzard as Bioware one time in uh, the last Inquisition. And I know most people don't give a shit, but to me, like that, that claws under my skin until I can make a joke about how stupid I am in the next episode to, like, underline it and say, right, now that's resolved. Um, so, yeah, I don't have an editor currently. It's something I, I, I'm i going to look into. Um, right now, my main trouble is hiring full-time staff because people, people will look at the money I have, um, you know, that I'm making and think, well, he makes enough money, he could hire a whole staff. But I'm like, I've got ridiculous amount of taxes and... and budget for things i mean the the hosting and the protection and especially the added protection i may be looking into now um mm. it is expensive to run your own self-employed thing so having a full-time editor especially um having taken on justin um for site design and, and graphic design and stuff it's uh right now i'm just kind of uh, uh soldiering on on my own and just hoping i'm uh catching as many mistakes as possible um, but it's something i'd like to maybe if things can develop um to the point where i'm making like you know silly money to the point where i'm like yeah i can hire a full-timer um mm. getting an editor would be a very good investment i think mm. so yeah, yeah uh, likewise i i would love to be able to afford to pay like a mastering engineer to just be that final link in the chain that will spot the things I've missed, you know? Mm. It's The thing I find stressful about working with editors sometimes is when I'm doing, like, freelance stuff and I have to send things off to editors who might not get them up for a week after I've sent them off. Like, the, the whole thing we were talking about of self-defeating, like, not good enough worries, the, the not good enough worry doesn't get any better during the, like, week or so that you're waiting to find out if it was good enough. So, like, I, I have this at the moment. I just submitted my first thing for Vice Gaming this week. And I am currently in the... I know it's going up sometime next week. I've not yet been told if it's shit or not, so... It's going on Vice, Laura. It's shit. Hey, I, I did a cool thing. I wrote about... A, I wrote about... I'm, that, I'm, just, I'm just winding you uh, up. I wrote about that sweary game developer and about his uh, condition he has and how it works with some stamina systems in his games. I thought it was a, quite a cool thing. It's I'm, probably I'm really, shit. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just winding you up. I know it's uh, going to be great. This is this is probably where we should wrap up now before Gavin winds me up more as he is one to do. You know, meanie, meanie Gavin, who's always being mean to me. <laughs> okay, well, it is time to go. Um, Laura, when you're not crying off the horrific bullying effects of Gavin... Uh, what else are you doing and where can people see it? Well, what else am I doing? I do a bunch of stuff on letsplayvideogames.com. I will, by the time this goes up, have my review in progress of No Man's Sky, which is like a thousand words of me being like, I don't fucking know how I feel about this game in <laughs> great detail. Other than that... Laura, do, oh. do you think that's going to be something a lot of the people reading it will actually echo that sentiment a lot? I honestly don't know. So I'm just going to put all of my thoughts splurged onto seems, paper and just let people decide what they want to make of it. 
I'll, let, I'll, I'll say it after you finish doing your... That's all right. Your, go your, ahead. Go, go. It just, it seems to me like that does seem to be generally what most people think about it. It's like they don't, they just can't make up their minds about it, you know? Yeah, it does and, seem and like... And I feel, I feel the same, you know? It does seem like it's going to be mixed. I hope that getting my thoughts on paper helps people work out what they like or don't like about it, perhaps if they yeah. see bits of it verbalized so that'll be a thing uh otherwise you can find me at laura k buzz pretty much everywhere that's laura k buzz on twitter laura k buzz on patreon which pays the bills laura k buzz on youtube where the dark souls 3 lp is still going it's almost at the end we're coming up very soon on when i start trying to fight that that optional very hard boss the nameless Um, yeah yeah that one uh didn't want yeah it's probably far enough out now nameless king why not um so yeah, other than that, if you're at Nine Worlds this weekend in London, I'll be at Nine Worlds all weekend, so go find me there. Lovely stuff. And Gavin, how can people find out about all of your lovely things? Uh, Miracle of Sound on YouTube, where the latest song is my final Witcher 3 song, and it's had a lovely response, which was a big relief. And you can find me on Twitter, Miracle of Sound, iTunes, Miracle of Sound, which, as to, to, to quote Laura there, which pays the bills. <laughs> so uh, do visit iTunes and Bandcamp as well, because uh, that keeps me in this job. It keeps, me, it keeps me free on Wednesday evenings having this job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Gavin and Laura for joining me, as always. And uh, thank you all, uh, again, for the support and the... Uh, you know, just all the lovely stuff that you do. And uh, for not DD, I'm assuming if you listen to this, you don't DDOS people's websites. No, so they're too, they're too busy. They're too busy song, uh, searching for the Chungus Galaxy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, there's a whole Chungus system and all the planets on it are called Chungus. Um, so, yeah, thank you all as always. And we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. DDOS the website. Are you fucking kidding?